Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well. I know say that every time but i do mean it i do mean it i hope you're well um we're coming up towards christmas now oh, it's coming out quick isn't it oh. um i do like christmas though i do like christmas i had a nice christmas last time you know we were all locked in and we couldn't see anybody i think that's why we all liked it didn't we <laughs> no disrespect to family members um listen before we get into it um let's let's do the admin let's uh, let's let's talk about our sponsors uh, Mark and Stacy save our souls clothing those wonderful boys doing wonderful things with their ethically sourced vegan friendly garments they help us keep the lights on wonderful boys uh, they've got our merch they look after our merch our tees and our hoodies for this very podcast um, so if you go to their website sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane use the exclusive listener code membrane you'll get 15% off not just of our hoodies and tees which you should be buying by the way can you get can you get on with that please and then send me photos so then we can put them up we can tweet about them we can put them up put them on Instagram and all that shiz go to their website sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane and use the exclusive listener code membrane you'll get 15% off not just of our tees and hoodies but off the entire store so what's not to love how generous is that so go and do that for yourselves you'll love that they've got some cracking stuff go there they've got some new lines coming out those boys know what they're doing they've also got a new website coming up buy the merch and they're going to be taking care of the merch of bands comedians podcasts so have a look at that that i'll, I'll tweet about that and i'll put it up on instagram and all that lot still having trouble with my phone my phone i don't need i don't i'm just gonna chuck my phone in the bin it's so rubbish um anyway so that's that also we have limited edition insane in the membrane coffee beans a roast made to our taste by wogan coffee in bristol go to wogancoffee.com use the exclusive membrane listener promo code membrane and you'll get 10 percent off podcast packs do us a favor as well when you when you do that when you get them send us a picture so then we can tweet about it we put it on instagram and all that kind of stuff so do that for me go and buy the coffee and then send us a photo with you with that coffee and we'll plug it and we'll put it out just want to see it i want to see what it looks like so if you could do that for us that'd be fantastic thank you okay back to the action this week's guest i've known him oh, i don't know long time long i've known him i must have known him before i was a comedian so i've known him so I, was, I was a barman 20 years ago so yeah so i must have known him must have been me nearly as long as that um and i've had the pleasure and the privilege of spending lots of quality time with him over the years we've gigged all around the world and uh, done all manner of gigs together and it's been a real joy to see this man's career 
like you know, he's one of the best in the business. And to see where he's ended up, you know, he ended, he's, you know, he's just he just finished the. Uh, everyone's talking about Jamie. He was a he was a character in that, and he smashed it. We I went and saw it before the lockdown uh, business, and he was so so good. And he's such a nice man. He's such a beautiful man. We've been out on the piss together, and we've 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 been and seen. We we did a gig at the O2, and we we saw a band called Evil Blizzard. And I love Evil Blizzard now. Well, since the end, they had four bass players. It was amazing. Um, so that, that is a memory that I'll cherish forever. Just standing there with Phil, just pissed, just watching this great band. Um, and he's such a he's a lovely guy. And I was really surprised with this episode. Like I knew it was going to be good, but the, the, you know, it's it, yeah. I mean, every time people come on, every every guest that comes on, I'm always blown away by their their openness and their and how thoughtful they are, and how and just just the, the, I always learn something from every episode. And this one, I learned a lot. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? Uh, coming up in a bit is Phil Nickel. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You can also see this week's interview on our YouTube channel. Click the link in the episode description. A podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. It's like two. It's just like two fellas having a chat in a pub. Yeah. And it goes wherever it goes. Sometimes yeah. we go. Sometimes we go pretty dark. Yeah. A lot of the time we go light-hearted, and I think okay. that's <clears throat> that's the thing with mental health or people. Because I've had, I said this just now. People say, they "Go, oh yeah, I listen to your podcast." Well, it's not really about mental health. Go, no, you're not listening to it, are you? Because yeah. Because it is people talking about their experiences. Yeah. Regardless of what those experiences are, mm-hmm. that's how you. That's how you. That's how people help. That's how you get help dealing with your mental health. Listening to other people's experiences. Go, oh yeah, I've been through that. Oh shit, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a talk. I'm a talker. Yeah, uh, I talk about. St- I just, you know, I, to almost to a fault. I just can't. I can't shut shut up. Sometimes I, I sometimes give a. I also think uh, things through as I say them. It's just been my way of working through stuff. So uh, it's not. It's not so popular anymore because you actually are supposed to have your opinion formed before you voice it. And yeah. I find myself saying things and then 
it either immediately or even like a day later going, oh, I didn't, that's actually not what I think or not what I mean. And, uh, but it's too late then. You've, you've said it. Uh, you're the first person that said that. And it's so true. There's been yeah. loads of times when I'm halfway through. So I'm like, I don't really think this. Why am I yeah. saying this? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I think it's good to hear these things out loud. I think that's why people go to therapy because you can, you can actually listen to yourself, say things out loud and work through ideas uh, by saying them out loud and go, actually, no, it's not what I think. Mm. You know, because when you actually voice it, it's, it's, it becomes reality and not just a, not just a sort of uh, amorphous thing in your yeah. head. And I, I, yeah. I, I live with I live with Kerry Marks, the comedian, for ten years in three different places. We developed a communication program that generally was revolved around us making each other laugh and looking for angles on jokes and coming up with a premise and then trying to find every single angle uh, on the joke, just for no other reason, just to amuse ourselves. And yeah. we didn't we didn't have a TV. And one of the things we talked about all the time was lounge room philosophy, which is sort of a, is has some crossover into mental health because philosophy, your life philosophy, is where you're where you um, are victorious, whether you survive victoriously or whether you fail yourself by not living up to your own ideas. And so wow. we, we, would, we would talk about things. We would argue, we take devil's advocate all the time and, and actually really go for it and go, actually, that's, even, even if the other guy was saying something you totally believed in, you go, nah, it's bullshit, mate. And, <laughs> and, 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 and go for it, really go for it. Allow the other person to go for it and not be offended, not get upset about it. And, yeah. um, and I think there's a sort of form of self-discovery when you do that. I think so. I think, well, so, that, that's, that's one thing I've learned from doing this. Yeah. Is I genuinely, I've discovered what I believe what I yeah and 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 being open to learning as well like at the beginning of a session of a session the beginning of an yeah. episode yeah I'll think one thing and then by the end I'm like oh yeah yeah being open to that yeah. kind of oh yeah that's oh, I get it now yeah that yeah. over to change you know and but I've known you many years yeah and you're right you are an open book <laughs> oh yeah I think yeah um, on the times like, we spent together coloring book <laughs> yeah. oh, it's definitely fun to read I'll it's give a you that it's a join the dots <laughs> i'm still trying to figure that one out uh, i was thinking that, that billy conley line he talks billy conley talks about some, someone having pimples on their bum he goes join the dots make a picture win a major prize uh, but uh, no i i actually have developed this i don't know if it, i think a lot of times we develop ideas to rationalize our behavior in the past so uh which isn't healthy isn't that's how you go well that's what i think i think this that's why that's why i did that but that, that's the, it's almost like excuse making however i have found this way of thinking that does rationalize my behavior <laughs> but in an honest way i think and that is that i am not a fan of certainty in fact when i hear people being very certain i they, they turn me off so ah. pe people 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 that do self-help big self-help groups and people that are very adamant about their opinion and and know everything that know the facts and i just think actually most of what we know is just uh learned from other people's opinions books and i mean that is how we learn mm. but very few people can actually say i have experience in this and this is my opinion and too often we don't listen to those people we listen to the people that just have an opinion based on what they've read about other people's yeah. opinions and and we all know what's happening these days how that can go because uh, some people just put out absolute horseshit and and uh, fools believe it <laughs> so, ah. but I mean, I mean, it's always been the same. It's the snake yeah. oil salesman. It's it's the beginning of the Wizard of Oz. It's the uh, it's the you know the finding the the water of life, the the water of oh, eternal yeah. life. We're all looking for the same thing, which is 
how do we maintain our dignity? Yeah, man. Oh my god. <laughs> so but having, I so I remember seeing your show at the Soho Theatre yeah. a couple of years ago, and that again was such an honest show. And it was a side to you I'd not seen before, even yeah. though you and I spent time together. What, me being like, honest? But you were... No, but Fuck this you, was, Rich Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this was next level. Because okay. the show was about you and you, like your brother. Yes. Yeah. And your the, the, your brother having that, like, that near-death experience. Yes. And, yeah, the, right. and, the, and all the things you were... And I just sat... I, it was... It, I just saw... I, I just saw a different side to you. This Aww. thing that you'd gone through. Yeah. You know, and it it was spectacular. So just to, just to, so for people that are listening, the show is called "You're Wrong" and spelt Y O U R because that was one yes. part. Of, it's part of the, one of the things that kicked the whole thing off is when you're losing an argument on the internet and you get your spelling wrong. You, it doesn't matter what your argument is; you've lost, and it just that's that's crap, totally crap. Yeah. And anyway, but but you're wrong is, is sort of a me looking into my I was raised in a very devout Christian family so for the first 14 years of my life did not know that there was anything other than that and and uh, so didn't even have an, an opinion on anything like that couldn't have even thought outside it and then um, suddenly realized by listening to The Clash realizing I could sneak I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music so I could sneak album covers out of the house and put replace it with The Clash and Sandinista and come home and put my headphones on but the album cover like the Phil Keggy Resurrection Band album cover on the side table and the, the Clash's album <laughs> and then turn it up my mom would think I'm listening to you know Jesus uh, rock and then but I was actually listening to to uh, God rock <laughs> but uh <laughs> Because um, I know it formed a lot of my opinions. And of course, I, and I com did typically what any teenagers do. I rebelled and went completely the other way. And I ran away from home. And then in the middle of all that, my brother had a very serious car accident. My brother, who I looked up to and loved, mm. six years old me. And, and, it, it, and I, I despised them all for it, really. I mean, it, it's, it's taken me a long time to, to uh, I mean, we have a very loving family. And they're not hard on me at all. They're really, mm. really um, forgiving of me. And they, they do live up to their own ideals. That's why I love them. I just don't necessarily share their 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 dogma. No, I, I share their belief system because I believe we should love one another and we should be forgiving. But I don't yeah. believe the dogma behind it. So that's the, that's such a key point. Is that it, in, in all religions there's that peace, you know, that peace and love, and goodwill to all men, and we all mm. should all love each other and all that. But it's the fucking bullshit that yeah. that people that the human beings manipulate it to make to benefit themselves mm, yeah well they need it don't yeah. they human beings need the you need the uh the ceremony of something we, we make up our own belief systems that's what that's what the show is about anyway rich it's about how we mm. all develop our belief systems whether you think there's flat or whether you think um that you know we have psychic abilities whatever you know you could be a vegan whatever your whatever your thing that holds you together is really important to your your faith is really important whatever your faith is in and and i that's that's what the show was me coming to terms with uh, through a, a, you know, a funny story about, about Stevie Wonder, my brother being brought out of a coma because of his love for Stevie Wonder. Not his love for Stevie Wonder, his love for Eddie Murphy's impression of Stevie Wonder. Oh, my, yeah. my, my brother used to do like the, the, the head wobble thing, which at the time we just thought was funny. He was, only, we were, he was only a young 20s and I was a teenager. He used to make me howl with that. Now it would probably be seen as being racist, which it's not. It was just, but when my brother was in the coma, they, they put, put on some music for him after he was deeply into the coma and didn't look like he'd survive it. His fiance at the time, who was just this young woman called Janet, um, 
played some music. They put some music on to try and drown out a guy in the next room who was having a really hard time, actually. Mm. And and it was Stevie Wonder randomly. And Stevie Wonder, and, and I mean, I, I use the song Superstition because it, it fits the theme, theme of the show, but that was the mm. one that my brother would generally go into doing Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and and that's the first time he moved in six and a half weeks as he sort of uh. wiggled, wiggled his way out of a coma doing the Stevie. And then they, they turned the music off and he went back into the coma. And then the doctor came in about an hour later and went, well, you got to remember what you're doing. And then uh, she, Janet was going, well, I was holding his hand, talking about the church picnic, and then we're playing music. And the guy went, that's it. This is the music. So they put Stevie Wonder on a loop, full blast, 24-7 in his room. And three days later, he wiggled and jiggled uh. his, Stevie Wonder's way out of, out of the coma. Then, and then, and I'd forgotten all that. Uh, you know, because my brother survived it and then rehabilitated and he was going to be a vegetable, but because of the love of his fiance and the, the support of the church and the community and my family and all the Christians that were supported him, um, he rehabilitated and ended up three, three year, three year show, three or so years later, um, end up proposing to Janet and then having, uh, having a, a little baby girl and then an, an, another little baby girl, then another little uh, baby girl. Then another. So he's, and now, now he's got grandchildren, 13 of them. So, and at the time I was like, I, 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 yeah, at the time I thought, I was begging them to turn the machines off and I didn't want my brother to be a vegetable. And I was as a scientist and I was the one that didn't believe in God and went, mm. you know, it's not, nothing's going to happen. There's no such thing as miracles. They don't happen. It doesn't work. And, um, and I'm not saying it isn't, I'm not saying it was a miracle. I'm saying it's better than that. It's the, it's the next, next natural state of as science can explain this, but it's the magic of reality in this hard, cold reality, uh, that the human brain can rewire itself and that my brother through his love of laughter and comedy and music rewired his brain not but yeah. you could but then again that that's maybe that's what god is to them he is maybe laughter love and music i don't know but wow, that's man, that's yeah. not so anyway that's what the story was about yeah. and it was and it, and it was me you know whatever 17 years later being at the glassbury festival off my face on magic mushrooms and the lights come up on, I'd lost my friends, the lights came up on Stevie Wonder. And as they started singing, that memory, which I'd suppressed through shame and uh, self-loathing, because I didn't want yeah. to ever admit to myself that I, it, it just sort of slowly faded away. Those children, those, his children are all grown up and adults and have their own children. And, and it hit me, the whole thing, the whole memory came back, like out of nowhere, almost in a, a, a repeat of what it might have been for him. But... So that's not, I don't think it's a miracle, but you could see how that would be a miracle. And then I make, of course, I make fun of it saying he's on a, Stevie Wonder's on a pyramid and there's a light coming out of the sky into the rings of Saturn. I mean, it all, it all ties together, but it's more about, I tried really hard not to come down with an opinion. And I, and I, I think it's probably true for me in general. When I hear myself being opinionated, I hear, I hate myself for it. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Yeah. I did. I did it last night. I was in a pub and we were talking with Dave Chappelle, and I was going, "Oh fuck that! Go fucking guy. He's just what's he doing? He's 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 a political commentator. He's not a comedian anymore. And the minute you take a political side on something, you're not a comedian anymore. Right. Comedians aren't supposed to have political opinions. They're supposed to have they're supposed to have their insights from themselves and epiphanies. If you take a political side, say I'm on this side. I'm a right wing comedian. I'm left wing. Fuck you. You're not a comedian anymore. Yeah. You're a political. You're a political commentator that tells jokes. There's a difference. You know. We we were talking about that on another on another edition. Yeah. Exactly that. We're talking about Chappelle. And I'm yeah. saying, look, look, I don't think that he's, he's he's transphobic at all, listening to what he said. And then I was getting on like, you know, but it's exactly that. It's like when you watch South Park, South Park, they 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 do everybody. And that's yeah. what you're supposed to do as a comedian. Yeah. You're supposed to comment on everything. Don't take sides. You're kind of just going, you know, you. it's a, yeah, 
like you say, you're commenting on everything. But yeah, well, yeah. you're supposed you're supposed to. I think comedy is quite quite a simple thing. We maybe it's been lost in the mists of time. But Aristotle, uh, who developed, who de- designed the definition of comedy and tragedy, which I which I studied for, um, and his ideas were that comedy makes fun of inferior people. Now, technically, that sounds like it's punching down, but then mm. he went on to to um, uh, to to say that it's everyone's. There's no such thing as an inferior person, but everyone's inferior to other people at certain times. When you do something, like if a man trips over a, a, some, a paint can and gets paint all up his back, he should be made fun of because it's it's an inferior. It, and and the reason for doing it isn't to make fun of him and to make him feel bad, but it's to pull him up and say it's all right. We've all done that, and that's why yeah. we're able to laugh at it. And I think we've lo- I think we're losing touch with that a little bit. But then again, as I'm hearing myself say it, I've already said when I have those opinions about it, I go, eh, well, what do you know? I, I can talk about comedy because I've got I've got experience in it. Yeah. That's about the one thing I can discuss freely. And, yeah. and but I, when I found myself in the pub last night, going. Mm, the Chappelle, I had to. I actually rang the guy I was arguing with. And went, I'm sorry about that last night. I didn't mean any of that. I was, I was being really, I was being really opinionated and, and standing my ground. But I was doing it in the same way I used to do with Carrie, where I'd stick, I'm going to stick to that argument because it's because I want, <laughs> I want to make that other person question themselves. And then I threw it. I realized um, I don't really care what Dave Chappelle does or says. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, it's not. It's why do we have to have an opinion on everything? But this is it, isn't it? And then, <clears throat> and yeah, and. and we can't be. We can't have conversations with people with different beliefs and different background. Like it's, it's this thing. Oh, if you're because there's people I know that are they are they're Tory voting no, people, no. but I've known them for years. Yeah, sure. kind of, I don't agree. With, I don't agree with their beliefs, but sure. there's enough other stuff for us to be friends still. Yeah, but we're not allowed to have those conversations. You've, so now you have to pick a side. Yeah, yeah pick a side. Yeah, and it's really weird, isn't it? Because I, I, you know, think about what we've we've been given with this. Uh, with social networking and the ability to have the answer to any question at the end of our fingertips. And it's actually turned us into really binary things. You thought, I thought mm. it would have the opposite effect. I thought we'd suddenly become, oh, we want to look into what are all the options here? And actually, no, I, you have to do this. And these are the options. There, there's yeah. no option. This is what I think. And, and also the idea of politics used to be that oh, I could, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but I think we should maybe do it this way. So no, no, we're doing it this way, not your way. And it's and it's kind of had the opposite effect of what you think it should have. That more yeah. knowledge, that knowledge is is actually um, uh, can be a, will be disastrous for mankind. You know, yeah. And to be and to be biblical about it, it is the story of the Tower of Babel, but in using um, knowledge and technology instead of language. <laughs> we, we all yeah. we all we don't understand each other anymore because nah. we, we don't we don't get it. No, and we and like you say, we're becoming more insular. Weirdly. Mm. When we have so much, it's all out there in front of us. Like you yeah. just said, it's there. All, yeah. all the stuff's there, but you're choosing to, like, almost like put up barriers and go, no, 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 this is how, this is it, this is it. And you go, yeah, but look at the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And you, and obviously, I mean, I learned this or thought this really early on is that the, the things, the books that you enjoy and the music that you enjoy and all the stuff that you enjoy when you're young, you think this is the best. You know, ACDC sucks. The Jam are the best band, right? Yeah. And there's no, it's cut and dry because that's what you, and you're, but you don't realize that you're, the reason you're, 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 
attracted to the jam is because they say and do things that you already that reaffirm the things you already think yes. and acdc at that point weren't doing that for me um if we were a little bit more of mind about it you'd realize that well there's a reason all those people like acdc and when, as you get older and you get your tastes change and you become a little more fair you go actually that's they're not a bad band and yeah. it's i i know why i didn't listen to it then but you know i just you know now do you know what i mean so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if yeah. you could if you could just do that immediately then you wouldn't have that problem if we just be teach people to think that way immediately then you go well maybe there's a reason why uh dave Chappelle feels the need to say those things um but i don't get it yeah i don't understand it the other thing is all i want to do as a comedian is make fun of anything that takes itself too seriously and yes. i think he's taking himself way too seriously <laughs> he's the a big, irony he's, he's yeah. a big he's a big bald bully <laughs> right yeah and, and come at me david <laughs> yeah because he listens to this yeah he listens to this you i'll just can i just say just to anyone that doesn't i'll just see him just ah, look at my hands but, <laughs> but, but dave, dave Chappelle supported the cork of the juice pigs at the montreal comedy festival so he, he used he used to open for me mate oh there you go yeah <laughs> look at me now look at me now maybe i should have maybe i should be more opinionated maybe get me i was talking to kerry about this the other day is this is what has happened though is people that get, are really successful in this the genre that we're in podcasting or in in social networking usually people with really strong strict unshakable opinions and people love need that kind of leadership and go i think that too and they get behind the person and then suddenly you've got um you know podcasts and and uh youtube shows where you're going why are these people talking about and who's supporting this and how can this how does this get anywhere you realize it's just because they stick to their opinion they've got a strong opinion yeah. we'll stick so maybe we should do that right now rich let's let's make an opinion about something let's make a opinion i'm really easily swayed i'm just I'm, if someone i'm like oh yeah no i, I think that and the next <laughs> yeah. person will be the opposite oh yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i can see the point i think that's i think that's probably why this podcast is successful then because you <laughs> yeah. because don't take sides you don't take sides no, yeah. I'm taking any that, sides. We should start a we should start a, start a political party, the, the don't take sides party. And then go, oh, yeah, that's all right, actually. <laughs> no, yeah, tax, no, 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 tax yeah. are rich. Yeah, no, no, no immigrants. Yeah, we'll have immigrants. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some immigrants. Let's have some immigrants. <laughs> the Vegas fuck party. <laughs> the no, Vegas fuck. Yeah, the vague party would be great. We could have we could have Mark Silcox as our our prime minister. <laughs> By the way, Mark, I'm not Mark. I'm so I'm not seeing your vague Mark. I'm so sorry. That's horrible. Mark, Mark forgive forgive me. Imagine Mark as the president. Yes. No one would know what was going on. Is he serious? Not even not even not even prime minister. Make him a president of the UK. Mark Silcox for president. Oh, let's do it. Let's get some merch done. Oh God. But going back going back to your show. Yeah. And you, okay. and you already touched upon it. Talk about you know when your brother was you know really and you like you like like you say you were like going down the science route going look there's no coming back from this yeah we got to switch it off we got to just yeah. cut this off and, then, and I, I remember in the show you you and you, like you just touched on it just saying about how the, the guilt just eating away at you well have, you, have well, you spoken to your brother about it well yeah 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 i mean at the time when i was doing it I was only about 19. I'd only been away, gone to acting school because I was getting real. And uh, so I thought, you got to grow up and be real here, Phil. So I went to acting school to pretend how to pretend. And uh, uh, my, you know, I wasn't really that, my parents at that point, I was still very much a boy and their son. And mm -hmm. so I didn't, I couldn't really argue with their, with what I saw as being their, their personal, 
you know, their superstition about this thing, yeah. that there was going to be a divine intervention. There was Christians praying for him. There's 200 people a night used to meet in the, in the church basement wow. you know, for, for weeks to pray. And, and I've said to other people, like, well, it must have had some effect. I'm like, well, maybe for the 200 people. I mean, yeah. you've been to concerts with 200 people. You get the atmosphere created by people at a gig is electric. So, you know, I'm not yeah. going to deny that there isn't, it's not going to be good for someone, but whether it can actually help, but maybe that gave my parents energy. Maybe that gave Janet energy to go in every day. Maybe because of that energy, her, her, her holding his hand and speaking to him helped. I mean, so the, it's it, scientifically, there's an excuse reason why that, why that does work. And mm. when you see all the people going around this, the, uh, the, uh, the, the thing in Mecca, and you think, well, they're all there thinking we must be doing the right thing because everyone else is doing it, so it must be right. Their energy must be charged, and I'm not—I don't mean like psychic energy; I just mean like their physical energy of people doing it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of what the—that's kind of what I've ca- I've come to think. Because once he came out of the came out of the coma, um, I was like, then he just—I was just like constantly trying to help him and poke him and make him laugh and stuff like that. Um, my mom, my mom's, you know, my mom's like, it's a miracle. And they, they, they treated it and still do to this day, treat it as such. Really? Um, and, um, but it's not, miracle is a funny word, I think. But yeah. So, so I, so I, as the years went on and then he got married and had children, I actually, I think was what, well, what I did, I think what people do when you're wrong, which is what this, the show is, when you, when you know you're wrong, yeah, he being told you're wrong. My mom said you're wrong to me and I was furious. It's like I am not wrong. He is going to be in a coma. He like you. You may as like you may as well put him out of his misery, please. Like yeah, I don't want to see my brother like that. And you know he, he was such a vibrant, wonderful, amazing guy. And then yeah, as it started to, as I started to realize it's, he's coming through this, he's getting through this. Um, I just slowly suppressed it. I think we all do that. Mm. You, kind of, you, you push it down. Yeah. You, you hide it away in yourself. And you. Ref- I think a lot of times, when, even when we know we're wrong, it's really hard to admit that you're wrong. It's a really, really hard thing to do. Yeah. It, it's, it's a saving grace in couples when they can actually turn to each other and go, I'm really sorry, I was wrong about that. But it, it so rarely happens because it's, it's, it's just human nature not to want to. You can hide it somewhere in your system and not deal with it. Or even, I think even worse, convince yourself you're not wrong, which is where it starts to get yeah. a bit weird and narcissistic. Yes. Um, you know. Definitely. And, and, yeah, narcissism. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, well, we come, we, you know, as comedians, we, we, we fly close to that. We are Icarus to the sun on that one because, because <laughs> you have to have, you have to have some uh, confidence or self, yeah. some, kind, some kind of ideal about yourself to, to give yourself the confidence, usually driven through insecurity, you know, like the way, the way that psychology is kind of works with the with the it's the law of reversal, isn't it? So yes. if you you're we're so insecure that we need to be the, in front of people to make sure they all know we're no, we're not insecure. But yeah. that, but that, but that. So anyway, to answer your question, long windedly, no, I, um, I just, um, yeah, I just, I just, I just forgot about it. Yeah, right. And then, and just years went by, and it just became oh, my brother's fine, and I'd forgotten I'd said it. Really, yeah, right. It wasn't. It was like I'd never even said it to him. Um, and then that night at the at the at Glastonbury, which in the show is is my. I've been to every Glastonbury since 1990. It's my spiritual home, wow. and I am. I'm not a hippie, but I very much believe in that kind of um, uh, humanist. It's a very humanist uh, festival 
where people look out for one another and genuinely try and care and talk to each other. Yeah. If we, if only the world could be like that all the time, right? Yeah. What a what a come down. Uh, <laughs> but um, but what I'm, but I'm, what I mean is when I when I went and I rang him the next day and said. I'm at Glastonbury. He's like, oh, good for you, mate. And I, was like, I saw Stevie Wonder. I was like, oh, man, that's brilliant. And I just I wanted to just apologize. And I kind of tried to explain to him what it had happened. And he was like, I was like, I'm really sorry that I, you know, if I, if, I, if people had listened to me, I was wrong. And I, and I mean, he just went, oh, that's nice, Phil. <laughs> he went, well, as long as you've made yourself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you asshole. Here I am trying to purge myself of this of this horrible thing. And he's going, well, and I was like, what? You, what? He was well. Then the thing is, he doesn't really remember any of it because he wouldn't. No. And, ja and Janet, his, his wife, is, doesn't really talk about it. And uh, and my mum and dad, I, well, I can't speak to them about it really because, because they, my mother gets really emotional about it, which is fair enough, I think, mm. you know. Um, and that, and that was how it ended. I was like, and so I'm at, I'm at Glassware, like sitting in a chair, drinking a cider. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm folding nappies. You know, like, he's just like, <laughs> like it couldn't be more perfect. And, and, and the thing is, you know, it, it, I, I, that's, at that point, I, I didn't think, oh, this would make a great show. It wasn't until a few years later. And I just started putting these ideas together. Of, I want to talk about um about about faith about what beliefs mean like what yeah. you have what your beliefs mean and your and your and why you hang on to them under moments of stress you become even more assured of them no god and, yeah. yeah 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 so so when you get to a, when you get like when you see these horrible floods and wars and famine all hang around the world it, people need to hang on to something they hang on to each other and they hang on to that belief of whatever it is that that has brought them there so that that's kind of what that that's what that show was a was about really um without banging over the head. I know great, the great story is, on the very last night of Edinburgh, I did a really nice run at the Monkey Barrel, sold out the show and had been, get great reviews and really well-reviewed show, uh, that Janet, just coincidentally, because I have a, lot, I have a whole st a strand of synchronicity uh, through the show, you, the Jungian idea that things happen, they don't happen for a reason, they just appear to happen for a reason, then we put that reason together. Uh. Jan but Jan Janet was there with her brother, Stephen, at my last show and sat what? in the very back. She just happened to be in Edinburgh. Wow. So I did the show and then was able to say, I didn't tell her I was going to do it. I said, and at the end of the show, everyone was applauding. It's a standing ovation. And I went, and the woman I'm talking about, Jan, is here, coincidentally. <laughs> and, and other coincidence, I was also filming that night. So I've got that all in film. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It's mental. And, she, and I got her to walk up. She's, she's put her arms around and went, don't embarrass me, Phil. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. <laughs> ah, so, That's beautiful. That is. So if that doesn't round yeah. us, if that doesn't round an idea off, then I don't know what does. And I think it's. I mean, I went. You've you've experienced all manner of shit over the years. Like yeah. high, like extreme highs yeah. and incredible lows. Yeah, man. I won't go into detail, but no, but they're usually and, they're, and usually I think with a lot of people they're usually back to back. Yeah, <laughs> never really, like right. never like have a bad period and then come out of it and then oh I kind of think it's like bad period really good period or really good period really bad period <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 why <laughs> it's like, it's such a drop off as well oh my god it's the worst you see, and you just and, <laughs> and every now and again you go I'm just fed up with picking myself up again oh man and then you have the and then you're in the and then when you're in the high you kind mm. of like, you you forget to. Look around you for a minute. And go. This is fucking cool because it was shit last week. <laughs> yeah, 
And then, yeah. oh, yeah, it's going to be like this forever. Whoa. And you go back down again. And, it, you know. Well, I just sent a, I just sent a thing to, to Milo McCabe, who was recently on your show, because I, yeah. I was listening to the episode. And I, and I was like, uh, really, first of all, really nice to hear his real voice, because he's been Troy Hawk for so long, I forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot he actually sounds like a real human being. And then, uh, but he was like, he just had hard things. And I just thought, well, actually, right now, everything's a bit of a roller coaster. Mm. Um, but it's not one that I want to get off of at any right. time soon. So that's not, that's a positive. Yeah. Because there, I'm sure there are people, I have been, and I'm sure other people right now, maybe even listening to podcasts, who think, I can't handle this roller coaster anymore and I want off of it. And and you can't, you, there's, you can't get off the, you can't do that. You can't derail yourself like that. You've got no. to live with the low. The low bit means you're going to go to the high bit, which means you're yeah. going to drop off the low bit. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's a pretty inane analogy, but I think, I think, I think you know what I mean. Maybe, I know what you mean. maybe, maybe let's try it. And then at the end, it kind of all levels out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. It comes up a lot. There's no, there isn't a destination. That's the thing that people, people go, oh, I can't wait mm. to get to that bit. Yeah. Because they're never going to be fine. You go, no, 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 because mm. then there's the next bit. And then yeah. the next bit. And then yeah. there's, there's all these stations all the way along. And then one day, just run out of stations. Yeah. Well, you, you know, like my, my brother, not to, to go on about it, but one of the things that he survived all that. And then every once in a while, he'll, I'll, I'll, I'll go and meet him and he'll go, and he'll go like, oh, I'm just really depressed. I'm like, how the fuck can you be depressed when you've just been given a whole life when you've just been given the whole life yeah but the thing is it's, that's just life isn't it because even when you've been given the whole life and you think i shouldn't even be here you still think oh god it's just you know feelings feelings are i always thought feelings are pain i broke my arm when i was young mm. i broke broke it in three places bro i, I guess I, I was i was playing baseball because i'm you know pretty cool like that and because uh, <laughs> i'm canadian dude <laughs> yeah. dude totally and i was thinking but I, 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 I dived to catch a ball put my arm out and the guy was running in from behind me the other the outfielder stepped on my arm as it hit the ground <laughs> snapped in three places and a horrible 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 pain and like nothing I'd actually felt felt at that point before. And the doctor was in when I got into the hospital. The doctor was like, "Well, if think of it this way, is that you if, when you, if you squeeze another when you're in pain, squeeze a nut, pinch really hard another part of your body, usually like pressure point like between your thumb and your forefinger. But because because pain is actually your friend, you know, as long as you're feeling the pain, it's if it goes numb, ah. that's when you're in trouble. Pain 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 is." is is your body has been made to deal with pain and when it gets too much pain you'll either your mind will take itself out of it yeah or yeah. or you'll go numb and you'll your 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 nerves cut off and that pain then i started thinking of pain as like sense and then you know that you touch you rub your fingers together that's that's mm. just a really mild version of pain it doesn't feels pleasurable doesn't it yeah yeah, you know, yeah. You give, say, give some a massage it's so sometimes you go, oh, it's too much. But the best, the rest of it feels. So, so pain isn't pain and feelings are the same thing. So you can't have one without the other. So to be alive means you have, you're suffering pain. Wow. Uh, yeah. 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 That's so? true. You don't think so? <laughs> I do. I, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Just think, one. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can see why fetishists get into it. Like you go a little little slap on the on the bum bum while you're. <laughs> Well, you're doing it's quite quite a nice little thing, but it gets yeah. to a point where you're going, hit me, <laughs> hit me, 
<laughs> Someone driving a van at you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get you put on one of those big suits and have like um, security dogs knock you down. <laughs> I can't come without this. I can't come without this. Oh my god! What have you done, mate? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I feel alive. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. But yeah. there is the people that self-harm and it relieves the pressure. Absolutely. And there's someone I know mm. that they do it and you, and I, and I say to them, have you, how you been? And they're like, oh, yeah. And they show me their, the, the their, they've got like an app. Yeah. They can track their progress so they can see in be- how much time has elapsed between each episode wow okay. and then they're going like oh yeah no, i haven't had a, i've been all right for a while i've been all right for a while and then i'll see him again yeah and i go ah shit i had a relapse yeah right and i'm like yeah but this the gaps in between the relapses are getting bigger so you're still yeah. doing it but that but that i never understood how hurting yourself would make you feel better yeah but it, well the, yes okay rich but i don't i'd hate to be your therapist here but you just don't hurt, hurt yourself in that way I've 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 seen I've been with you when you are technically hurting yourself, uh, or or if we're using my my idea that that pleasurable thing is in a sense a bit of pain, uh, you know you ever go to a festival and just completely do yourself in, yes, um, or not you but other people who drink themselves to an early grave. It's actually a very yeah. slow slow form of the same torture. Yes. Yeah. You're or, right, or, so. or, or is it? Maybe go. Oh, I'm not hurting myself. And the people you can reach out. People drink till they're in their nineties. But no, you're an alcoholic, mate. Yeah. <laughs> not you. <laughs> no, no. But there has been. Yeah. But I know what you mean. There has been times when there's a reason why I'm drinking all the time. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. You go. Uh, and it's not alcoholism. That's. But it's. I'm trying to. I'm trying to numb something. I'm trying to stop something. Yeah. Yeah. But it. But isn't that? But isn't that maybe like that? So the pain of putting a scar. I've never done that. that I can remember. I've thought about hurting myself. Of course, mm. I don't. I don't know if you, if you're a healthy adult and you haven't. <laughs> but maybe yeah. there, are, maybe there are people who just drift along. Go, no, I'm totally fine. Never thought about it. <laughs> and I just think they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've met a few people that I go. <laughs> no, really? Really? I never. <laughs> you're definitely going to hurt someone. <laughs> yeah you need to go and do something you, you need to go and do something yeah definitely <laughs> i was th- i was thinking when you can talk about the app about the self-harming app i thought just like a, an app that reminds you to self-harm oh it's ding 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 oh okay, sorry be right back <laughs> yeah. oh that's sorry. Well, sorry sorry if there are any people that i yeah. uh, that you know that far if it triggered you but yeah it, it, it i mean all those things are i think are all tied into the same into the same, um, quite. I mean, it's quite simple psychology the way I'm describing it, but it's the need to feel something. Yeah. And may- maybe when you're in so much pain, like the same way that the doctor told me to squeeze that bit, maybe th- maybe that does relieve the other pain, the mm. mental pain, the anguish yeah. is what it is because, you're, because you've got to concentrate on the thing you've done right there and then. And maybe that's when people, you know, consider suicide is because they can't think of any other way to 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 quell the pain exactly this is yeah you can't think of any other way to do it no and yeah that's that's yeah and and the other but 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 i'm you know i'm not i'm not a doctor but i have been in therapy for many years and the way to the way to do it is to pinch another part of yourself and whether that's through creation creating things writing things singing things or actually just getting going play like going to take judo classes or 
join a martial arts course or lift weights, whatever it is. That because mm. people that lift weights put themselves through a lot of pain, and you, you don't. You know, I see. I live across from the the Virgin Active Gym, and uh, I can see right into the gym. By the way, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm that creepy guy lives across the road. Hi guys. <laughs> you, Are those you people look, hurt themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you look great in that yoga mat. Anyway, but <laughs> but but the thing is, I've been to the being have been to the gym myself. You, sometimes you just really hurt yourself, and when you're when you're sore, it makes you feel good. But that that's where the, those people need that. Otherwise, they probably be mental cases. Yeah, you know? right. But that's but, but talking about that with the suicidal thoughts, and you it, it's come up before. And I the first time someone said that to me when they said, "Well, you a lot of people, not everybody, because some people do they do do it, they get they go through with it." But they said a lot of the time you just want the pain to stop, and it's your brain saying, "Yeah, if we just do that, and then we'll just get on with our day, we'll come back." Yeah. After we kill ourselves, and then that that will stop that, and then we can come back and we can get on with our day. Yeah, and, and 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 that's what you know. You want the, you just want. I mean, I remember when I, the reason I started counselling this time was because I really I was walking back from where I live. There's a Tesco, and I was walking back, and you go through the woods and along the canals, and it brings you out through where I live, and and I just there was a bridge, and then under the bridge, the, the river was like a dead end, and then under the bridge, and I went, ah, if you go under there, you could just do it, and then if you leave mm. your phone in the flat. So no one knows where you are, can't track you. You're mm -hmm. under the bridge and you undo it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I need to go and talk to someone. Yeah. Because that's, I'm actually thinking about, I'm planning yeah. it now. Yeah. And that worried me. But it was because I was hurting so, so much. But that is, I mean, you know, you, if, you are if, you, if you are starting to think about it, you, you, I mean, the, I, the, the woman that used to live next door to me, um, she was fantastic. She, um, she suffered uh, Crohn's. She had Crohn's disease, so she mm. she's kind of had a, you know, that's that's a big thing. That's a big. That's a life. That's a life condition. Yeah. Uh, she had dedicated herself to. She was on call, so she was twenty four seven on call, and she would go and talk people down, talk people out, wow. talk people not just on the phone, but in real life. So she would go to. She'd be the kind of person that the police bring in to go to the end of the bridge and go. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk mm. about it. And, and she was trained to do that. Uh, so it didn't happen a lot, but she I mean, doesn't, it's like a fire, fireman. You don't yeah. want it to happen every time you go out. Um, yeah. But she, but her, she was always saying to me, um, I was talking about another friend of mine, um, and she was saying, as long as that friend of yours is continually talking about it, mm. uh, they're they are less likely to be on the verge of it. He goes, if, she goes, if for some reason they start going quiet or you realize a change in their behavior or they stop, they stop talking about it. Mm. That's that's when you should get concerned about it because that's oh, when yeah. that's when it, it's gone inside. And then it's and the thing we maybe we were talking about earlier on is as long as, long as you're voicing it, you can mm. actually hear yourself saying it and go, "Well, that's irrational. I, yeah. We should never do that." So, so I think talking is good. I think yeah. I think you know if we go away from anything from from this uh, from the podcast, I don't really know what I don't not even sure. I, you know, I don't want to get into why you want to do the podcast but i'm sure mm. there are people that um take a lot away from it or just like to know that there are people out there that we're think a lot of us thinking the same things we don't voice it very often because everyone mm. wants especially comedians they just want us to be funny and happy and hey make your thing which is what we're supposed to do on stage i'm yeah. not gonna say like that's that's a whole different that releases a whole different thing but most of the comedians i know and it's a cliche have a deeply tortured uh um, things going on yeah not all, not all of them but a lot of them yeah 
Yeah. But this came from, funnily, I mentioned it on Milo's episode. This came from a conversation that I had with Milo. Mm. I'd just been up and I'd had counselling or whatever I was doing. And he asked me in a green room, he went, he goes, how you been? And I actually told him, it was truthful. Yeah. And I went, I'm having counselling. And he went, what? You are? I went, yeah. And started talking about it. Mm. And then he started telling me about stuff. Yeah, and, right. I mean, and it kind of came from that. And then, and and I, I do I do this podcast because like I said at the beginning, I want people to realise that they're not on their own. That all the things you're thinking, someone else has thought them. Everyone, mm. every, like, there's no nothing that you've thought. You know, there's going to be someone somewhere that's thought the same thing. Sure, you know. Well, that's why. That's why the. I mean, I for a long time I was I was embarrassed about it. Uh, and it might be because of the way I was raised as well is that, um, you know, that the therapeutic element of uh, of uh, of Christianity or any kind mm. of deep faith is that, that it's already built into the faith that there's a there's a, a, a someone to speak to because you can just like lie in your bed and go, please, please. And you're, you're not. So you're having a voice that's not you that you can plead with is actually probably not an unhealthy thing, really technically yeah. because you need to yeah it's like, almost like the voice of reason is like well that's not good and you shouldn't do that um so maybe that's maybe that was a more ancient maybe it's a more <coughs> ancient fo- ancient form of therapy or something like that but um i then i've then i've had such a good experience with over the many years i've i've uh, relied on having going to talk to my therapist and i've been with the same person for a long time because we just have a really good i just really like what what we've done together yeah, and the tools he's given me that I highly recommend it. And I highly, yeah. and, I, and I've now highly recommended to people. And it was, it was a comedian called Donna McPhail that's, that put me onto it. Oh, yeah. Cause I was having a really hard time coming out of my, my failed marriage and, and the juice pigs falling apart all in the same year. It was absolutely mm. the most horrendous, Fuck. horrendous thing. Losing like seven of my closest friends, not, not that they passed away, but they were all involved. People that were involved suddenly went from having, uh, Hollywood career with you know development deals with Disney, auditioned for Spielberg, married wow. with a dog, living in a house in Toronto, it all in front of me, all you know, thirty years of age, money in the bank, everything I could ever ask for, made it, and then it disappeared within months. Shit. And and, and I I don't think anyone could really be expected to do not to cope with that. No. And on top of it, I hadn't I'd been. My background was I had, you know, my parents were supportive of me, but they didn't really understand what it is I was doing. And I don't think that they were very supportive at that moment uh, of what was happening because I think they thought all my my choices had been wrong. Yeah. Um, In case my father, my mom and dad listen to these things. So if if you are listening, they are supremely supportive people. Mm. And they have in at one point took me to, I took them to the Ivy once when they, they, I was in one flew the cuckoo's nest. And I was on stage every night with Christian Slater in a West End show, having fulfilled my dream as an actor to the highest degree that I could think yeah. of. And my mom took my mom and dad to the Ivy. <laughs> my mom wouldn't order anything expensive. She wanted the um, the, shep- the shepherd's pie because it was the cheapest. <laughs> my mom's Scottish. It's the, cheap- it's the cheapest thing. Save your money, son. We don't want you spending. A- She's surrounded. They're surrounded by like television stars in, in the Ivy. And my mom didn't know any of them because they don't watch that sort of that oh, kind of yeah. thing. And, and the, but they put their before the food came, they put the knives and forks down to say grace. And I was like, that's oh, a little embarrassing, but I'm in the, in the Ivy. <laughs> so my, there's my dad saying grace. And he opens eyes, he says, Your mum, uh, your dad, mum, and I would like to apologize to you. 
I was like, what for? And they went, because we didn't really support you the way that we thought you should have been supported. Now, looking back, that you were always going to do this. And maybe if you'd, we'd supported you more when you were younger, that you, you know, you might even, you might have been more successful. And I went, what are you talking well, yeah, I'm buying you lunch in the Ivy. What, yeah. what, what do you want from me? You did all right. <laughs> I'm doing okay. It's all right. <laughs> we had a glitch. Sur- it's fun. I've survived it. But that, but that, but that, those months following the seven years following me moving to England to escape that bad situation with the juice pigs and everything, it, it, it's, it has shaped my character um, mm. beyond all the other stuff and all the acting school and all of the Disney, all the experience that I had and go, going around the world, that the depression and the downside of it and the work with a therapist is the, the thing that's made me, had more, more to do with making me into who I am now, which is I'm, I have time for people because I understand when people, I, I, I try not to get upset when someone acts like a shithead or does, yeah. a, does a stupid thing because I think, well, you've got to, you don't know what their circumstances are. No. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know why that person just flown off the hook and gone, you know, called someone a bitch or done something stupid. And we're too quick to judge people. And, yeah. and especially with social networking, it destroy, you know, careers are destroyed because of something someone said. You don't know what's going on for that person at the time and where they're at. And right. I think I think there just be it's much more complicated than that. We should be more, and and then then I feel my my upbringing come back. We should just be more understanding, compassionate, and forgiving if we can. If we can. Yeah. yeah. Do you find so when you so you brought up very religious? Yeah. Background. It was a it was a brethren the brethren assembly which are like uh, the Mennonites a cross between the Amish the Mennonites and the Quakers they're in that in that group of very quietly devout New Testament wow. Christians so they're not Baptists they're not, they are Baptists but they're not like happy clappy yeah. they're not they're not um, evangelistic in that way same way fuck man that sounds pretty hardcore it was quiet yeah well when I first went to, when I first moved to Canada we went to the um, Bendale Bible Chapel and for the fir- the the first service i went five times a week to that church and the first service on the sunday there was three of them was the the men would sit on one side of the room and the women sit on the other side of the room with veils on so you know we look at sort of modern islam and think oh my god how can they ever do that thinking it's not that long ago that no. we we were doing that we were subjecting women to that as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when did you when was the do you remember the day when you go went i don't know if i believe this <laughs> did you always have that in you no, it was, it was, I, I saw it coming. It's when I t- turned 13, 14. Um, I, I, it was just because I started hanging around guys that were listening to cool music and um, secular music. And my brother Andrew was oh, kind yeah. of in, into it as well. But, but, but um, yeah, I think it was, it was my, uh, I just discovered punk music, I guess, or the, I guess it was the jam first, if I'm really yeah. honest probably and this is a little embarrassed but like maybe because i was in canada remember so the first the things we didn't get english music or british music the way we did but i really got into it so like i'll get into two-tone music and the specials and then of course went back into proper two-tone and ska and and uh, and uh and i went through joe jackson kind of led me back through uh, louis, jo- louis jordan all that stuff so yeah. so so all those things i still i was still a virgin i didn't drink i didn't smoke till i was about 21 I went through acting school. I, st- I drank a little bit at acting school, but I was still, even though I didn't believe any of the stuff, it's still the residue was, yeah. you, don't, you don't need to be drunk to have a good time. <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look at me now. That's quite the turnaround. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is water, mum. It's water. <laughs> having, having been lucky to have been in your company 
Yeah. On various occasions. Yeah. <laughs> you, you fucking turn that around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is Glenn Wall's line about cigarettes? They bring me closer to God. <laughs> it's because it takes five years off your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That, um, but that, uh, it's funny when you, like you say, it's still, you've been brought up a certain way. It's still in you. That, but there's certain you, you sort of pick the bits that you go actually that works for me the, but you know the, you know you know. You, you know my theory on that one is actually as i think that there it's that those are common that's common sense attributes for a healthy for a, a relatively wealthy hell just well-adjusted human being as of course you care about the if a pregnant woman gets on a bus if you're if you're a healthy well-adjusted person of course you're going to stand up because mm. that could be your that could be your partner. That could be you. Yeah. Uh, and as long as you keep looking across at people and go, well, that could be me. So um, if, if you, you, I, th- I think compassion is one of the, th- the things we're losing grip on in, in the modern world. Even since I was younger, I could see the world is being driven hard to the right. It's like we're stuck on a being driven to the right. And the, and, and right wing mentality tells you you don't have to care about the other person unless it has some effect on you. And I, mm. I mean, I'll probably get taken up on this. I'm sure Leo Kirsch will write and go, that's not actually what it means. But anyway, <laughs> what I mean is, what I mean is, I think those are common denominators that you don't, it's not right or left or Christian or non-Christian. It's just, it's just a healthy, healthy state of being to be a human. Yeah. To be, a hu- to be a hu- part of being human is we're herd animals and we should care about each other. Yes. Um, we're not predators. We shouldn't be predatory. If we can, I mean, obviously, we're our brains, our sentience allows us to dabble in in dark arts, and that can <laughs> sometimes lead people astray. But yeah. I, I think that because of the way I was raised, I had a really great example at home. My, my everyone loves my mom and dad. They're really loving, kind, g- generous people who live by their by their beliefs, mm. and and I respect them for that. They're not hypocritical. Uh, they try to do the least amount of harm possible, and if more people would adopt that way of living, then yeah, the world would, would be a better place. And that's and that's what they that's what they think. So I yeah. agree with them. I agree with them on that. I just don't. I do. Yeah. I just don't believe the dogma. Well, this is yeah. it. I remember doing. I did the. I did um, the Alpha course years yeah. about twenty years ago because mm-hmm. I was. I just thought, well, I don't know the Bible, so I'm going to yeah. go and I'll do a course, and then it will teach me about the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I remember doing it, and then. Um, and I was sort of sat there with the people and they were all very nice people. And then you start to go, ah, oh, yeah, I get it now. When the people say oh, that sense of community, like you're a part of something. Like you said, we're herd animals. So it was quite nice all on the same level, learning the same thing. And then one week he said, oh, next week we're going to do miracles. And I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. So then the following week I get there and he said, right, okay, let me tell you about a miracle happened to me. Uh, we wanted to buy a house. We didn't have enough money. Uh, and then uh, a distant relative that we didn't know left us some money in the will yeah. and we got our house paid for and blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, is that a miracle? Yeah. I mean, a miracle is if you lose your arm and it grows back. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. I can't, but it made me question that. I was like, ah, oh, that sounds a bit too, that's a bit too human. Yeah. Well, that's you know? it. That's it. It's when, but at the same time, well, I was, my mind went off on two tangents there. First of all, you say community. So I always think community is comedy, communication, calm, calm. There's something oh, yeah. ca- common. It's all, it's in the, uh, the etymology of the words themselves that join the things that bring us together. And, and you, we perform, we, we are, my parents wanted me to become a, become a, a, a preacher. They wanted me to go to Bible college 
and being 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 evangelist. And I was like, and I wow. said to mom, but I am. That's what I do. I stand in front of people yeah. and I tell them, I tell them, I tell them how my little humble thoughts on how I think they might, be, what I've learned on how to help try and help myself make myself better, or what I think I've done that's wrong, so I can so you don't have to do it or whatever. Isn't that all that those people are doing? They're just using a a book of rules to, to express <laughs> that, whereas I'm just creating my own. So, you know, you the idea that. I uh, lost track of what you were saying, but the idea that we do need to be with one another, yeah, and that's and that and and the and my all through my parents' life, my father has been is would is giving, giving, give, gives, 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 and does things and gives things, uh, and then they do come back because other people mm. they'll go, well, Ian needs something, and he's obviously a very generous man, so he's a good person. He's not he's not going to hoard it and keep it for himself. He's going to do the best thing and i think that's just that's yeah. kind of a socialist idea maybe i don't think my dad considered himself socialist at all in fact he's you know he was a huge george bush fan i don't know what <laughs> I, uh, he's, a, he's a he's a good christian guy i guess i don't know <laughs> I have no, no, no idea no idea no idea i mean what's happening in america right now is it you know a donald trump's a christian are you fucking serious you guys come on yeah anyway yeah, yeah. and so they get abused people with with the quite simple with the simple belief they get abused um and taken taken and used by the you know opioid of the masses as we all know so yes. anyway so so um yeah i think the idea but i think the idea of having a community we we go perform in front of like 400 people of a weekend and uh and they all they all go there for the same reason to have some kind of um quasi spiritual relationship to the other people true. in the room yeah yeah that's true that's why no one likes a heckler no one likes a heckler <laughs> exactly you're fucking it up for all of us <laughs> yeah you haven't got the courage to get on stage and do it <laughs> exactly you don't get to shout from the shadows you Ex dickhead yeah but then again, we don't know what he's been through that day, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Oh, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's how we have Nick. Yes. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, are you hurting? What's going on? Yeah, what's, what's your therapist saying? Oh, dude. Um, Here. I, I hear you, brother. Has your app just gone off? Because I've got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you with that. S stick this in your eye. Yeah, you'll feel better. <laughs> yeah, pain is suffering. <laughs> suffering is pleasure. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this. Um, but yeah, we're talking about quasi, uh, quasi experience. You know, uh, experience. When mm. I saw you in Jamie. Oh yeah. I I just I. Did you get a little hard on? Yeah. Get a little, get a little boner? Dude, I've seen you perform. <laughs> we, we worked together loads. But I've seen you, seen you do that was just <laughs> mind-blowing. I genuinely went, fucking hell, that is amazing. <laughs> Can I just be yeah. clear for anyone that doesn't know that everybody's talking about Jamie is a, a musical about a boy that wants to wear a dress to the prom. And in that musical, I play a drag queen and come out uh, as Loco Chanel, that's why mm. I said, "Did you get a boner?" It wasn't. It wasn't. Was I so great in it that you got hard? It could go either way. I think I got. I think it was a mixed boner. Okay, my mom's listening. Stop it. Hey, mom. <laughs> um, it was. It was incredible. You must. When you you already did one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which yes. was already it must have been a sensational experience for you. Yeah. But to do Jamie. Yeah. Where the amount I'm not just blowing smoke at your ass, the amount of people that have told me how you just you just stand out, you just absolutely nail it. Oh th man. Thank, thank you, man. That must have changed you, that experience, um, do you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean four it's been four years I've been I, I, in and out of that in and out of mm. that show. I really didn't 
think that I could, well, maybe I did. I just thought, I, I think, I, I think I've, I battle the insecurity of thinking I've never quite succeeded or that I'm, I'm a failure and failure in, in, I've never, well, I mean, if I, if I think about it, I've done all the things I set out to do, but I'm mm. not, it's never quite enough. I'm sure I'm not alone in that. So doing, doing the musical Jamie, which was also like just a brilliant, amazing piece to be in. Yeah. Um, luckily, I lucked, you know, was lucked into, but because of my relationships with other people around involved in the show, I was able to auditioning and um, secure the part that, yeah, it, it just gave me a confidence about just doing, staying true to myself, what I want to do, because I felt myself getting dragged into this showbiz world that you and I both live in where, mm. oh, why I'm not on Mark of the Week, I'm not on that. And I realized yeah. I don't want to, never have wanted to be on those things. And I was doing it because I was fulfilling a, I was filling, fulfilling a, a an industry standard. And I, I don't believe that there should be an industry standard when it comes to creating um, uh, comedy as art, as a, as a, you know, obviously you want to be a crowd pleaser. And if you want to go and tour big, bigger places, then you, those, that's all PR, but yeah. PR, PR is not comedy. And being on, being on a panel show is not comedy. And, and, you know, I stand up comedy is really quite simple contracts, me and a group of people having a conversation where they're part of the conversation is to laugh at the things I've, I make them laugh at. And if I'm successful, they all, we all go away feeling good about it. Uh, that yeah. boil it down easy enough for everyone. But, <laughs> so, it, so in that, in that sense, I'm not a failure because I know uh. I can, I know I can do that. And, but Jamie, on the other hand, gave me a feeling of, I want, I've always wanted to be a stage actor, not a, because of my back upbringing. Mm. I never wanted to be on TV and never wanted to be a film actor that wasn't, I, I actually used to think film and film acting TV actor, this is really shitty, you know, but that's what I used to think that they're just a bunch of posers. They basically hit a mark then turn and go, that's what I think. And there's hit the, and then a cut. Okay, we'll do it again. Relight it. And then you've got like 40 other people could run around, make you look good. Whereas stage acting is you've got to play the character from the beginning of the play to the end of the play. I'm looking at my bookshop and just seeing all these like Shakespearean plays to play um, King Lear on stage is there's no role in film acting or TV acting that could ever replace the feeling that's going to give you. Yeah. Now I'm not saying they can't be as good storytelling wise, but for the actor, which is me, which is most important, that's all, <laughs> that's all I ever wanted to do. And comedy has been a good substitute for that. For me. Yeah. yeah, man, honestly, just seeing you. Did you when you first stepped out as the character? Yeah. When when it's the big reveal? Yeah. And you come out in your garments. How yeah. did you feel that first time? Did you feel? Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, must I be mean, all manner of emotions, good, bad. No, it was, it's yeah. terror. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I was. I was ter this is one of the most terrifying things I've done. You're not allowed to be terrified at that level. All the, all the people that work around me in the West End are just so good, so talented and so confident. And I'm sure they all have insecurities, but they're, they've, they've, they've made it there through merit and they, and they own themselves. And that's something that I think I've learned over years of going to therapy is to, is to actually, if you can just, it just, it's not being arrogant. So part of my upbringing is you're never allowed to be arrogant. You're never allowed to be, step up, be too big for your boots. So you, it, and it was constantly like, you know, you're not allowed to say that you're good at something. You just, because it, it's not you that's doing it. It's for the, the worship of God or the, you know, to the honor of Christ or whatever. And so you never really, just to let yourself go, no, I'm actually pretty good in that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's only been the last time, I've, I've been in Jamie four times and it was only in the last time, believe it or not, even though I did it for nine months at the beginning, it's only in the last 
10 weeks, I actually went, I actually started thinking to myself, I'm actually pretty good in this, actually. <laughs> so it's crazy, isn't it? The... Yeah. And now I'll never get to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it assholes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, I think my app just went off. Hold on. <laughs> where's, where's my name? Where self harm, <laughs> self harm myself. I think, I think, me, me, but what we're talking about is actually mental self harm is just as violent and just as vicious and just as hard to get a grip on yeah. as physical self harm. So if you, people that are doing physical self harm, at least they can see the, the, the mark and, and they can, tra- and they can track themselves. There's an app for it. Is there a mental health app that you can put in? Maybe there should be. Maybe there is. Maybe you should have one. Maybe this pro- pro- podcast should create one where every time you, you, you find yourself talking badly about yourself to yourself, you hit a button and just at the end of the week, look at how many times you've done it and then try and decrease that number. Fuck yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I love that. It could well, be I your think, yeah. could be your face, Rich, and the button could could be <laughs> one, of the, your, one of your one of your one of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel better. <laughs> different parts of the body. Different parts of the oh, face. Oh, hello. Dark parts of the body. You were going to say, Rich. <laughs> I'm in face. That's a different app, mate. That's <laughs> yeah. a different app. It's OnlyFans. Oh God. I look off the app. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh here he is. Here he is. <laughs> Producer Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, Phil, this has been great, man. I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a long wow. time coming. Thanks for having me, Rich. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, well, well, well done on, on just con- sticking with it, continuing with it and um, and making it happen. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. And we will always have Evil Blizzard. I tell people <laughs> that all the time. I tell the, the story. Bass, oh, ah, the bass, mate. The bass, mate. They had four bass players. The bass. <laughs> We were just whacking it. What a you just, fucking you were just, time! You you played the bass, mate, with well, Evil Blizzard. What you can't? I, that's it. That's the pinnacle. That's it. Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Uh, <laughs> Phil, where can we find you online? Well, listen, I've got a new podcast myself. It's uh, Songs in the Key of Laugh dot nice. com, nice. and and we've we've got uh, four episodes out. Our next episode uh, has got Tim Minch and the ones after. I don't know when this one's coming out. So anyway, cool. Songs in the Key of Laugh dot com. It's a comedy pod. It's a comedy podcast about uh, musical comedy and comedy songs. It's a lighthearted podcast, and it's a bit of fun. It's not a comedy comedy. It's not irritatingly funny. It's just gentle and nice. And then wow. I'm, I'm got philnickel dot com. If you want to see, find out more about me and where i'm playing and what i'm doing and i'm i'm starting off i'm in, I'm in a panto this christmas at stratford east playing yet another queen uh i'm playing granny hood so oh, yeah so i'm straight back into tights and high heels i think <laughs> i've got that boner again yeah there you oh, go right. bring your kids this oh no don't do that oh wait a minute <laughs> that's no that's well, not what i meant that, i wasn't even trying to be funny please i'm not hey, mom <laughs> no 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 oh thanks and, I, I, and we've also one more thing is also, yeah, go, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got the cray cray cabaret it's second wednesday every month at the comedy store with the same guy that i do the podcast with and it's a, a comedy cabaret show um uh, every once a month at the comedy store so come and check that out oh, the, cool. the cray 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 Cabaret. <laughs> is this like the one you did in Edinburgh? Nah. Yeah, similar to yeah. that. Yeah, different band. This one's got David Timms and the Biggish Band. Nice. We on our very on our very first night, we had um, um, Dale from Amy Winehouse's band um, come step in and play bass. So we had this wow. pretty, it's a pretty happening band. Mate, I'm gonna need to get. I'll need to come to that. I'm gonna yeah. come. I'm gonna come see please, it. Please come see it. I will. Phil, yeah. thanks, man. This has been a real pleasure. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, love you. Love, love you too. Thanks, you, man. man. Take care. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.